Welcome to the Inside Story on Franchising with valuable insights on how to create multiple streams of income through franchising and building businesses. Host Ricardo Matos has spent more than 25 years building businesses in multiple industries and helping other business owners succeed. His expertise and entrepreneurial know-how will educate and inspire you. On the show, Ricardo brings together industry experts and insiders who share solutions and strategies along with a passion for helping entrepreneurs make the best decision when it comes to buying a franchise or any business opportunity and much more. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Welcome to the Inside Story of Franchise. This afternoon, we have Jonathan Spark, founder of Spark Law, working business law, and helps small business with trademark business information uh, ambition, formation, copyright, and other various business-related laws. Prior to founding Spark Law, Jonathan worked at United States Department of Justice. He's extremely passionate about entrepreneurship and pride himself of his ability to find creative approach for everyday life. Welcome to our podcast, Jonathan. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for the opportunity to be here. This is awesome. Oh, awesome. I always like interviewing great minds alike and people who are striving for success all over the world and continue helping all those people who are in need of need services and uh, ability to expand and grow their business. So question, what can you tell me about yourself and who you are and what you are all about? Oh, man. Um, well, I'm a business attorney. Uh, we do everything for, for entrepreneurs under the sun. Um, and, uh, you know, I kind of grew up in that environment as, as a kid. Uh, my, my folks started a company in 88 and, you know, now it's grown to like over 50 employees. And, but we were still licking the stamps, you know, for all of our grassroots marketing plans back in there in the early 90s and everything. Um, so it's near and dear to my heart to, you know, be an entrepreneur myself and, and get to coach and advise entrepreneurs through the process. Uh, my law firm specializes in that and we've got, you know, three or 4,000 clients that we're able to help, uh, with all of their business stuff. So that, that means that, uh, not a lot is new to us, you know, but, um, when it is, it's exciting and, uh, we get a lot of opportunities to, you know, just talk shop with other entrepreneurs, get their heads right and, uh, you know, rock and roll. <laughs> All right. So now, based on your experience, if you're working with hundreds of different franchisees uh, and business owners, of course, uh, what are some of the uh, ways that you have helped them that guide them to solve their day-by-day problems? Um, I mean, it really depends on the industry and the, the type of franchise that they have, of course. But, um, you know, most, uh, most franchisees have, you know, some particular... Um, you know, issues that might come up and, you know, we can, we can help out with that. Um, certainly employment law stuff is a, a big one. Um, even if the franchisor supplies some kind of, you know, boilerplate contract that they can use, it might not be uh, applicable to that state that they're in. So they, they might need to, you know, write their own or, or, um, you know, you don't want to run afoul of like California employment laws, for example which are totally different from Georgia employment laws. So um, every state is different. Um, but, you know, we also help out with their, uh, their trademarks, you know, their um, uh, just, just everything that is on business law, customer contracts, partnerships, a lot of partnerships. Interesting. Uh, so you, you mentioned something very interesting. You mentioned California, you mentioned Georgia, and how many states do you actually currently practice? 
We practice currently in, in three. We're licensed to practice in three. So if, if we had any, you know, commercial dispute, like a lawsuit or, you know, um, trust in estates work or, or whatever, we're, we're good in, in New Jersey and uh, Virginia and, of course, Georgia, where we're headquartered. Um, but, you know, most of it is transactional stuff that doesn't require uh, necessarily a... Uh, you know, a, a license in that state. So a lot of a lot of business owners will want to apply for registration in Delaware, even though they don't have any, you know, uh, brick and mortar store Delaware. Kind of extra advantages, and pretty much any attorney can set up a, a Delaware thing with some uh, with a law degree. So that brings up another question in relation to what you just said. So even though you are registered in two or three different uh, states, you do services across the nation, depending upon the niche or the need of certain things that they can be related to any other state. Because there are certain things that you can practice that don't have to necessarily be licensed in that state, correct? Yeah, there's a lot that we can help with. And, you know, if, we, if we're pushing on, you know, something that's going to require a, a, a local attorney, you know, we'll, we'll certainly use our network. We have thousands and thousands of attorneys across the United States. So we're perfectly able to talk with them. So what are some of the challenges that uh, franchisees continue to be encountering uh, day by day that they're required to use a lawyer? Uh, I mean, besides from employment law. You know, all entrepreneurs, whether you're a franchise owner or a, a franchisee or, you know, just a, a regular business owner, we, we all have to worry about the, you know, the mindset headspace stuff, right? And um, we've, uh, we've been able to help out a lot of people with that. Um, I've noticed that a lot of the franchisees-to-be, um, you know, it, it's a difficult leap to go from that uh, you know, nine to five W2, you know, salary, payroll, guaranteed benefits type deal that maybe they've had all their lives to an actual, you know, uh, uh, payment from a franchise. Yes. And it can, it can get so scary. It can be, re you're really like a deer stuck in the headlights, just, I don't know what to do. I don't, you know, and, and you're looking at all these numbers and trying to think about how you can make, you know, 80,000 or something because that's your your budgeted minimum or, or whatever it is in the first 12 months but um you know getting to advise all these business owners I've found that that's really a, a waste of time I mean you, you really don't need to worry about those types of things all you need to worry about is hey what are your expenses for the next you know two to six weeks you know because it's not 80,000 likely you know so what are your actual personal expenses that you need to make in this next small chunk of time? And then the math is a lot easier and you can start figuring out, you know, well, if I have, I know that the franchise has X amount of, you know, market share and customers that are going to, you know, come knocking on our door once we do this opening. And I only need to sell, you know, 50 widgets in the first six weeks in order to pay all my bills, you know? And even if I don't do that, there's credit cards, you know, <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people don't, um, when you're coming off of a nine to five type job, the idea of putting something on credit is like scary itself, but um, we business owners do it all the time. <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, there's, there's a lot of mindset work that we help with. 
help them to understand the possible legality they can cure due to the process of using different credit creditors or different bankers or even different uh, associated loans, right? So there's always a legality aspect within those pitfalls of different entities that you're using from credit card transaction, from uh, transaction the day by day for the business, from dealing with uh, consumers, or I should say services vendor, right? They, they're, they're, they're dragging money away from you because you have to continue your business, but that sometimes can push you in a burden if you bought certain things, but you didn't pay for. So there's also a legality implication. They may get a letter, a notification, right? That incur in, in a change of their business model that, that can be sued or that can be uh, notified by a collection agency and they're instigating. So you help them to how to mitigate those problems, right? In case they're behind on payments, you help them understand the legality, what they need to submit and send to that collector or to that vendor so that you can continue striving your business and the credibility of your business doesn't diminish, which is key eventual. One of the pitfalls that a lot of franchisees and franchisors sometimes, especially with this pandemic, right? You know, yeah. we receive so many PPP uh, plans or programs or loans. Lawyers are a very intricate part of that. What can you enlighten us on those conditions that we currently live in today that has affected the uh, the franchisees or franchisor where a lawyer has to integrate or in, integrate, in, I should say, intervene uh, in a process? Obviously, 2020 made a lot of problems, um, you know, for, for retail stores, certainly, uh, you know, franchises for, you know, haircut, look, gyms, you know, any place that people would normally have gone, you know, for the past hundred years or so since we had the, the last pandemic, which none of us are really old enough to remember very well. Yeah. Um, I'd say it, it's pretty common for us to have to, you know, negotiate some, some uh, lease terms. Um, typically, as a franchisee, you would sign a, a lease with a personal guarantee on it. Uh, so that because, you know, your, your business doesn't have a ton of credit when you first set it up. The, the franchisor does, but the franchisor isn't the one signing the lease. It's you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're the one, you know, personally guaranteeing it. it it's, it's your name on everything. And, you know, if you projected that you would have, you know, hundreds of customers, you know, every week or so, and instead you're getting like two or three obviously you, you're going to have a, a cash crunch and a, you know, a, a problem there. And, you know, typically we found that a lot of landlords are pretty, pretty flexible. I mean, they, they don't want to let you out of the lease entirely, which I think makes sense. It might be a, you know, four or seven year lease even, but, you know, they, they kind of understand that, Hey, you know, it's taken them a lot of effort to get the right people in their commercial space, you know, renting it out. Yeah. And, you know, we're all kind of in this together. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I found a lot of people that would, um, you know, extend the lease some. They might take out six to nine months from the current payments or pay like a smaller amount or extend the lease, you know, nine months out, but then not pay for yeah. nine months, depending on. Oh, so. That brings up a question for me. Before, yeah. Forgive me that I interrupted, but I don't want to forget my final thoughts on this one. Now, are a lot of landlords, due to the fact that coronavirus took effect, 
as you are seeing where lawyers are finding ways to create certain clauses on contract on lease contract where the uh, you know the renter and the landlord get in a situation where what we currently went through you know the uh, epidemic or pandemic as you say uh, where there's new clauses in there embedded the, in case certain things happen the rent or the services get diminished or cut back or, or, or are you actually trying to see where those negotiations are becoming now a norm or they they're putting clauses in the contract that if anything states or happened you know what are the penalties situation i mean have you are you seeing this happening yeah. right now yeah we really are um and i'd say it was it was kind of a it changed every month really because um you know a lot of the the laws out there would um there was a time when they weren't allowed to to do uh um they weren't allowed to kick people out they couldn't do evictions even if the if the tenant wasn't paying and uh that makes sense for you know uh, so right there contact were out the door when that happened right yeah so so you know that that gave the the franchisee a little more leverage which is nice um but i'd say now so originally you had what's called a force majeure uh provision which said that if something totally unexpected comes up like a pandemic that frustrates the purpose of this contract to where one or the other party really can't do their part of the contract you know yeah, it's like uh, like in the construction industry we call it the unforeseen weather conditions or the unforeseen act of god right that we have no control to abide by the uh, the contract due to the fact that we are currently in a situation where there's no way to control that you know, because yeah. Well, so you know, if if the building that you're renting gets you know bombed by a terrorist, I mean, you know, every it's kind of like, well, <laughs> let's rebuild, you know. But obviously, I'm not going to hold you accountable to the rent payments. And you know, the pandemic didn't do that, thank God. But it 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 had the yeah. same. Effect. And, and of course, we that's a very good uh, point due to the fact that you know a lot of buildings have insurance. But it's not the same thing as when you rent a car, right? That if your right. car gets stolen and your insurance is going to pay for it, but that means you don't, you stop paying, making payments. Even though it got stolen, you got to continue making the payment on a vehicle that got stolen, right? Until the insurance decides to pay the claim, if they pay the claim, right? Because what happens if they found it? If you stop paying for that car, that goes into the credit of the corporation or your business entity because it got found. Now the insurance doesn't have to pay for it. The only thing yeah, they have to pay for repair these days, any damages to those vehicles. Yeah. So, in a rental aspect of a property, in a situation like we currently stated happening in the, in the pandemic, uh, if, yeah, if you're not paying your rent, uh, you know, you still got to continue making your payment, even though if your building is not there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you, yeah, and it's, uh, you know, that's common advice that we lawyers give them, you know, like I understand there's a dispute here you're really angry at them you feel like they don't understand and you know that that's all well and good I agree but you still need to make some kind of a payment or you know uh, come up with a plan with them so that they can't you know evict you and if they evict you typically a commercial lease will give them rights to the entire period of the lease so all the payments for you know five years will come immediately due so they can sue you for you know a quarter million dollars and you owe it all immediately even though your rent payment might have been 
$1,500 a month or something. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so it, 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 it is important. You're right, Ricardo, that, that they, uh, you know, continue to make payments. Really just talk to a lawyer because, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know and the lawyer, you know, does. So they, they can help out. To answer your earlier question, um, I have seen that some of the newer leases that are created, you know, after I'd say like fourth quarter last year, you know, that started to be written in October, November, usually include a carved out section for pandemics. They, they don't want to consider pandemics a problem anymore because they had so many problems with their prior tenants. So, it's kind of like if you sign a lease now, um, true, huh? <laughs> yeah, I would not be surprised to see a provision in there that says, hey, if 2020 happens again, you know, it, it's still it's still your your butt. <laughs> you still liable, you're still responsible, right? So yeah. the contracts are getting a little bit more nifty, right? Uh, lawyers are getting more creative. And also lawyers have to be finding ways to negotiate uh, help those franchisees and franchisors alike to continue making decisions on attaining properties to grow their business, right? Uh, because in relevant to the fact that currently happened with well, all the pandemic and the landlords, we're starting to see lower prices in rent, uh, lower prices in properties, entities, and so on, so that people can start evolving all over again within the business world. Now, what does the best advice can you provide for those who are interested in owning or investing in a franchise? or starting a business? Um, you know, what we talked about earlier with the, the right headspace, you know, um, it's, it's a glorious and wonderful thing to be a franchise owner, to be an entrepreneur, a business owner, truly. It, it, it might not feel that way. It might feel very scary when you start, but if you can think of it, all of your, it, I'm sure that you've, uh, a lot of our listeners have talked with, you know, financial, you know, brilliant minds or, or listen to their advice to, uh, to diversify your portfolio, right? So there's, this, there's this, this nugget of wisdom that says, you know, your investment should all be diversified. And that's true. You know, it's better if, if you have a market swing and you're invested with everything in, in tech, for example, and, and tech plummets, you lose all of the value of your- Diversify, yes. Right. So they say, instead of that, you know, put some in bonds, put some in stocks, put some in, you know, uh, real estate yeah. and so on. So it's the same as an, as a worker. Okay. So if you're an employee at one job, that means all of your ability to make income is tied to that one boss. Yes. So if that boss has a bad day, you know, he can let you go. He can fire you through no fault of your own. You know, yeah. or if, he, if he's if he's a bad business owner and doesn't know how to pivot and like stay afloat, you know, or if he's if he's mean to your customers and that makes you get fired because they have to do a layoff, you know, like you, all of your ability to make money is with this one guy. <laughs> but as a business owner, your ability, you have thousands of bosses, so to speak. And they're all giving you these tiny little payments, you know, instead of it all coming from one source, you have thousands. So it's a wonderful thing because if you piss off one guy, you know, like absent a negative review, you're probably going to be fine. You know, if you lose, if you get fired by one customer, you know, the other two or 3,000 are still going to love you and still going to buy your, your you stuff. Know, you know, one of the advice that I give to every single person who owns a business, if you having a lot of vendors who are constantly pressuring you to make payment of their bills and cover your debt. 
never refuse to pay. Always telling you we'll pay them to work with you along the way or create a payment plan that does not affect your credibility as an individual, as a business owner, and continuous driving owner, right? Any service yeah. you incur, any service you attain, you are responsible for it. You sign a contract, you are by for it. You know what? Pay the price. If you didn't if you pay out to you benefits, take ownership of that and pay it back. There's a lot of people out there who attain services and um, providers and certain things. They use it and they don't want to pay for it. Um, mm -hmm. if it happens to all every single business entrepreneur. Business come, business money goes. As money comes, money goes and Sometimes you're fighting to continue striving for your business, but sometimes you need all these vendors to establish business. One of the things that we do in the franchise state of real solutions is to provide a lot of free tools where people can integrate all those tools within their business so they don't have to hire a who who can do the work for them. Instead, they can learn how to do it themselves, right? So wow, that's great. That's yeah, awesome. exactly. So sometimes a lot of lawyers, they provide a lot of insightful information that allows them to make the right decisions, you know, and allow them to understand what tools are needed out there they can do on their own and what other necessarily benefit from expert lawyers like you, they can necessarily use you and hire you for those services. But mm -hmm. we're running out of time and I want to ask you this. Okay. Where can I listeners go to learn more about you? And who can connect with you? And uh, I know you, you have website, you have social media. Can you enlighten us a little bit on those uh, means, Eric? Yeah, absolutely. So um, our main website is, is sparkslawpractice.com, S-P-A-R-K-S-L-A-W practice.com. Uh, you'll find all our information there. Uh, my personal email for the law firm is jsparks at sparkslawpractice.com, but you're of course welcome to talk to any of our, our associates. Uh, you can reach us over the phone anytime, 470-268-5234. Um, but yeah, you know, it's good to have a lawyer in your pocket, just a, a go-to guy to bounce ideas off of or challenges you've got. And, and we, we love entrepreneurs and anybody that wants to call, we're more than happy to talk with you, no charge, so. Well, Jonathan. I appreciate who you are, what you are all about. And thank you very much for being part of the Inside Story of Podcasts and keep sparking your life to others and enlightening with a great life and expectations. I appreciate oh, you, you very much, man. Thank you very much and talk to you soon. Okay, thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep thank helping entrepreneurs. That's great. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to the Inside Story on Franchising with your host, Ricardo Matos. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. That way, you'll never miss a new episode and you can help spread the word to more entrepreneurs like yourself. We really appreciate that effort and we'll catch you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.